All right, there we go. So I have something here. Can you guys all see this? Do you know what this is? Anyone know what this is? Shout out an answer for me. Any kids? Anybody? Grown up, grown up, give me an answer. Do you know what this is? A climbing harness, yes. Oh no, this might not go so well. <laughs> kids, have you ever been rock climbing? Have any of you kids been rock climbing before? I'm gonna have to describe it to you then. I know some of you grownups I heard, you know what this is. Have you guys been rock climbing? Some of you done this before? Okay, so my harness, right? You gotta put this thing on when you go climbing. <laughs> this is very important safety piece of like, you don't climb the wall unless you have your harness on because kids, this is what, what you do is this goes on your legs and you tie, it wraps up around your waist. I'm gonna put it over here now. Um, but you put your climbing harness on and then what happens, you have a rope that's attached to you and it's attached up to the top of the really tall wall that you're climbing and it goes all the way back down and someone on the floor also has a harness on and is holding on to that rope so that if you fall, that rope and the harness are gonna catch you. So you can't actually fall off the wall and fall down to the ground, really important. So you think it would be really easy to climb if you know you're not gonna fall off the wall, right? Isn't it? It's like super easy. You got nothing to be afraid of. You can just climb the wall, right? No, no. So speaking mostly, I think my kids are mostly all over there. I am pretty a new climber. So I don't actually climb very often where I need to use that harness. But usually when I climb, like I like to have all of my hand, like both my hands and both my feet on the wall at the same time. And I only have to move one, right? It's kind of like climbing a ladder. You just move one up and then you can move the next and you do it all together. But sometimes when you climb, you get to a point where you can't do that. Like you're holding on with one hand, right? And the next place you got to reach is all the way up there and you can't get to it. You can it's hard to do this holding the mic too, but <laughs> imagine, right? You're holding onto the wall with one in this hand and you need to reach that one up there. And you have to let go of the wall in order to get over there. You, sometimes in order to keep going, to finish climbing like these really tall walls, and they're actually the most fun ones too. You have to let go of the wall in order to reach the next one. And it's okay if you fall because you have the rope and someone is holding it on the ground. So you're fine. But it's still really scary to let go because you don't, it just feels scary to fall off the wall. But it's really cool. But you have to, sometimes you just have to let go. Or sometimes you even have to jump. Like I go rock climbing with Ryan sometimes and he is much taller than I am. So we'll do a game where we have to make up moves and the other person has to follow. And so he'll do a big climb like this and his arms are much longer. So I can't do that. So I'll have to like let go of mine and try to reach over to the other one. I just want you guys, like sometimes you have to let go. Even though it's scary, you have to let go of the wall in order to get to the next hold. So we're going to hear about basically some, a scary situation today. I have to go back and grab my Bible. There is so many good things that happen in Acts 4. And remember, guys, we're in the book of Acts, and that's about what happened in the church basically after Jesus went back to heaven and the Holy Spirit came and what happened to the people that were following Jesus. And there's so many good things that happen in here, and I only have a little bit of time, so we're not going to talk about most of it. What we are going to go right here to is... If you remember last week, we learned about how Peter, um, Peter and John healed a man, right? He couldn't walk and they, they, uh, in the name of Jesus, he was healed and was able to walk. And what happened is the same people that put Jesus to death, those very same people um, told them, you can't say Jesus's name anymore. You're not supposed to do that. Don't ever say the name of Jesus again or do anything in his name. 
And what do you think Peter and John said? Did they agree? They're like, oh yeah, we won't do that anymore. I mean, these are the same people that killed Jesus. So these were meant very serious business. They said, don't say his name anymore. That's not what they said. Peter said, let me get here. Uh, here we go. And it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit when he said this. He said, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And what did he say when they said, don't say Jesus' name anymore? He said, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. They said, we can't. And they told him some more, like, you can't say his name anymore. Like, bad things are going to happen to you. It says they threatened them. I don't know what they threatened them with, but they threatened. And eventually they just had to let them go. But Peter and John went to agree. They said, no, we're going to say Jesus' name. We're going to teach and tell people about Jesus. So here's the really cool part, guys. Because like when you're, so Peter and John ran back and they told all the other people, all their other friends, the people who are following Jesus. And if someone said, you know, was threatening you, if someone threatens you and says, don't say Jesus' name anymore, what kind of prayer would you pray? Like if you'd spent the night in jail, what kind of prayer would you pray? I mean, I know me sometimes, like if I'm scared about something, I like to pray like, oh God, please keep me safe. Like, and that's not a bad prayer, but that's not even what these people prayed. All the other believers, listen to this. This is so cool. They said, uh, let's see. So they raised, it says they raised all their voices together in prayer. They said, oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor, David, your servant saying, why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas. Antipas and Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Do you guys hear that? What did they pray for? They prayed for boldness. They said, God, make your, like, do miraculous works. Stretch out your healing hand. They said, let, let us have great boldness speaking your word. They didn't pray for safety. They didn't pray, oh, God, protect us. Make sure those bad people who are mad at us don't look at us. That's not what they said. They said, we want to be bold. And here's the really cool part, because when they say a prayer like that, God answers. The Holy Spirit answers and says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. That means like there was like an earthquake. The meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Like, and so here's the thing. Oh, I got to set that down there. So it's sometimes easy. You want to pray for safety, right? Like, when I'm scared and holding on to that wall and it's kind of like, it's easy to trust that there's someone on the rope and they're going to catch me. But that's not what those believers prayed for. It's not bad to pray for safety, but they prayed for boldness to be able to tell Jesus, tell people about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit answered that prayer. And here's the thing. We should be praying for that boldness too. I can't tell you guys that if we pray for boldness, 
or that if we ask for God to always, that, that it, you will be safe. It's being bold for God is not like climbing a rock wall where you have a rope attached to you. There is something very cool. Like we learn about it later in Romans, Paul says that nothing can separate us from Jesus' love, not death or life or angels or demons or anything. Like we're always connected to God. So in that way, we can always, always trust God. But just like we spoke about a few weeks ago, Jesus said, you're going to have trials and sorrows in this world if you follow me. So if you actually are bold for God, it's not safe. It's not a safe thing to do, but it's such a powerful thing to do. And the Holy Spirit will help you do it. So that's really what I got to say, guys, is just that that's a super powerful prayer. And I want us to try praying that sometimes this week. You guys think we can do that? So you just pray for the Holy Spirit to give us a bold message to speak for Jesus. Like if you believe in the name of Jesus, that that's the name that saves us. Let's pray to be bold and tell about it. Okay. Thanks guys.